Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always accessible in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 118 on page 487. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now confess that he is gracious, and that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now confess that his mercy endureth forever. Yea, let them now that fear the Lord confess that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and the Lord heard me at large. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man doeth unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me, therefore shall I see my desire upon mine enemies. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in princes. All nations compassed me round about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They kept me in on every side, they kept me in, I say, on every side, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They came about me like bees, and are extinct even as the fire among the thorns. For in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord was my help. The Lord is my strength and my song, and is become my salvation. The voice of joy and health is in the dwellings of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. The right hand of the Lord hath the preeminence. The right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. I shall not die but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened and corrected me, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open me the gates of righteousness, that I may go into them and give thanks unto the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter into it.
I will thank thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The same stone which the builders refused is become the headstone in the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Help me now, O Lord. O Lord, send us now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have wished you good luck, we that are of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord who hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, yea, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will thank thee. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of First Kings. So King Solomon was king over all Israel. And these were his officials, Azariah the son of Zadok the priest, Elihoreph and Ahijah the sons of Shishak, scribes, Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud, the recorder, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada over the army, Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Azariah the son of Nathan over the officers, Zebud the son of Nathan, a priest and the king's friend, Ahishar over the household, and Adoniram the son of Abda over the labor force. And Solomon had twelve governors over all Israel, who provided food for the king and his household. Each one made provision for one month of the year. These are their names. Ben-Hur in the mountains of Ephraim, Ben-Dikur in Mekaz, Sheolbim, Beth-Shemesh, and Elon Beth-Hanan, Beth-Hesed in Aruboth. To him belonged Soko and all the lands of Hefer. Ben-Abinadab in all the regions of Dor, he had Tepha, the, daughters, the daughter of Solomon as wife. Baana the son of Ahilud in Teanach, Megiddo, and all Beth Shean, which is beside Zaratan below Jezreel. From Beth Shean to Abel Meholah, as far as the other side of Jokniam, Ben Geber, and Ramoth Gilead, to him belonged the towns of Jair, the son of Manasseh in Gilead. To him also belonged the region of Argob in Bashan, sixty large cities with walls and bronze, bronze gate bars. Ahinadab, the son of Iddo, in Mahananaim, Mahanaim. Ahimeaz, in Naphtali, he also took Basimath, the daughter of Solomon, as wife. Baanah, the son of Hushai, in Asher and Aloth. Jehoshaphat, the son of Parua, in Issachar. Shimei, the son of Elah, in Benjamin. Geber, the son of Uri, in the land of Gilead in the country of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and of Og of Bashan. He was the only governor who was in the land. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and rejoicing. So Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. They brought tribute 
and served Solomon all the days of his life. Now Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour, sixty cores of meal, ten fatted oxen, twenty oxen from the pastures, and one hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all the region on this side of the river, from Tifsa even to Gaza, namely over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on every side all around him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely, each man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan as far as Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. Solomon had forty thousand stalls of horses for his chariots, and twelve thousand horsemen. And these governors, each man in his month, provided food for King Solomon, and for all who came to King Solomon's table. There was no lack in their supply. They also brought barley and straw to the proper place, for the horses and steeds, each man according to his charge. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding, and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men. Then Ethan the Ezraite, and Heman, Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol. And his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke three thousand proverbs, and his songs were one thousand and five. He also, also he spoke of trees, from the cedar of Lebanon even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish, and men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the Epistle of Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy, to the Church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and King, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, 
as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the, Lord, of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church, and because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor, preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, should each us in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. First, uh, kudos to Robert for excellent work with a lot of difficult names in that first lesson today. Sometimes they can take you by surprise if you hadn't looked at that ahead of time. That was really good work. Um, this chapter in Kings is um, is kind of an interesting, um, what you might call, uh, you know, apex or or mountaintop, in that it, it portrays an idyllic picture of Solomon's kingship in terms that give some illusion to the fulfillment of the promise that uh, God made to Israel coming out, out of Egypt. Uh, they're going to land flowing with milk and honey. They'll be prosperous. And in the, and in the succession of kings, David was the military ruler who, who subdued everybody. And Solomon is, is the administrator now who consolidates that gain into a prosperous, uh, peaceful kingdom. That's the picture we're given there. And this in in um, the sort of prophetic idea, this is the <clears throat> the king's son, the son of David, who the promise comes to, which is kind of, of a, a, a picture of ideally the messianic kingdom, because, of course, Jesus is also the son of David. And so we should be aware of this picture, uh, which will not endure, of course, uh, because the, the idyllic pictures never do endure in in, in the Bible. But we already see in, in what we're told in this chapter some of the foundations for the <clears throat> the crumbling. Uh, we, we saw last chapter, we talked about yesterday about the marrying of, of Pharaoh's daughter. This will be multiplied by Solomon, bringing idolatry into Jerusalem. We also see that though, though this apparatus, this administration is impressive, 12 people gathering supplies for the king's house from 12 districts. That's not what the Torah said to do. Um, the Torah did not apply, did not say a king would extract uh, this kind of this this kind of, uh, of 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 stuff from the people. And we'll see eventually get to Solomon's son when there's a rebellion against Solomon's son. When somebody doesn't have the stature and ministry of gifts of Solomon, the people aren't willing to do it anymore and the prosperity goes away. But but I guess in, in a certain sense, we should be aware of this chapter in a sense that this is as good as it gets in the Old Testament. This is the golden age of Israel. And from this point on, we're going to have, um, it's never going to get any better than this. And that's the reference point for the son of David in the New Testament. How do we get back to the great prosperity and blessing that came 
uh, under under the son of David in in the person of Solomon, even though it wasn't as perfect as it as it sounds. So that that's a thing to be aware of right here and where you are in the story. We go to the New Testament lesson from from the begin from First Thessalonians. Uh, we get a kind of um, different picture of of the kingdom in the sense here's this this um, Thessalonian church as Saint Paul is very excited about. Uh, the gospel has come to them. They've received it with joy. We noted in this lesson that there's the theological virtues he, he lauds in order uh, uh, their their um, their faith, their love, and their hope, which is is those three virtues which we hear in First Corinthians 13 at the end. These three remain: faith, hope, and love. But Saint Paul repeats them as a as a as a you know as a group. In other places, and, and these are theological virtues that are being shown by the Thessalonians. And as they receive the gospel, and he says, very interesting, in much affliction and joy, um, that this is something that we have to understand in the Christian life. Uh, in our culture, often we see um, the joy, of the, which is sometimes confused with temporal happiness, meaning the absence of affliction. But in St. Paul, it's always um, the idea that we have these sufferings in this world, but but we have them in in them we have Christ and His presence and the Holy Spirit, and and we have you know faith and 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 love and hope, and therefore there's joy in the middle of the afflictions. And joy is not the absence of the afflictions, but it's the awareness of God's working in the afflictions, which is what gives us the hope. They're not going to be forever. God is working out his purpose through these things. We, we experience moments of relief and manifestation of God's power and presence now in anticipation of the time when they'll all be, um, when, it, when, when they will come to uh, will all be done away, and, and he and he gives the the end point of the Christian hope. We talk, tells him that that you receive this in joy. You're showing faith, hope, and love, joy, and affliction as you wait for His Son to come from heaven. And again, there's a lot of talk in about in New Testament studies about well, the early Christians thought Jesus would come right away, and they were kind of wrong. And there's no question that there's this imminent sense in the New Testament. But if we really understand our faith rightly, this idea that we're waiting for Jesus to come from heaven is a perennial hope that always informs the church's life. Um, and the way we live the life of prayer is that when we come to Jesus in our prayer, in a sense, he comes to us now. We gather as a community in the morning for our prayers, and Jesus comes to us now, which is a taste of and an anticipation of his final coming to, to raise the dead and renew the, the world. And Eucharistically, we come every Sunday that we're, we're waiting for the sun to come from heaven. He comes to us at the altar to renew us and raise us up. So we're always in this cycle of prayer where Jesus comes to us in anticipation of his final coming. So we're always waiting for his son to come from heaven. And where this maybe is a kind of concluding point in contrast with Solomon, we have this idyllic temporal kingdom in Solomon that's not going to last. And even in our lives, sometimes we have moments of, of joy and grace that are just, gosh, can we hold on to this? The, the answer is no, <laughs> you cannot. Um, it's not going to last. We're always waiting, and we accept that the good things is a sign of the coming kingdom, and in the bad things, the struggles, we 
we embrace the presence of Christ in joy as we wait. But the, this is why the proper focus of the Christian life is always to wait for the sun to come from heaven. Uh, and we're always looking, we're always living in Christ in the spirit now in anticipation of that which will be. And that's the attitude that's characterized in this first chapter of First Thessalonians. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways done unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their sovereign necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Tuesday and great start to your week. John, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, kiddos. Thank you.